0: Hello, I'm Emily Grace, and welcome to the Stages podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth. Life throws lots of challenges at us. We're here to address them. For today's discussion, I've invited Mariana Weiss to join us on the stage to discuss sibling relationships. Mariana has her master's in early childhood education and special education from NYU. She's a former teacher, a wife, and a mother of three. She spends her time working with dynamic families, supporting and guiding parents as they help their children become their best selves. Mariana, thank you for joining
1: me. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I'm
0: excited to to have you here. And P.S., this is completely selfish, right? Like, (laughs) I need to figure this out, and you're going to help us. Let's Uh, do it. So why do you think that people care so much about sibling relationships?
1: Oh, gosh. I, it's you know I think I was thinking about this earlier. It's like we care so deeply as parents about the relationship between our children, and so I think when things are going great, we get really excited and we're like, "Oh look, I you know everything's going I'm perfect, perfect. yeah." We're <laughs> yeah, like, "Yes, they're they're going to be best friends, right?" And so when you see that it's not going well. If there's a fight, if there's, like, a little a moment of tension or, or whatever it is that you're seeing, it, it's an immediate sort of you feel it. And you're like, oh, no, like, are they not going to be friends? Are they not going to get along? And so it's so much about our own feelings.
0: Right, our own sibling relationships right. yeah. perhaps also yeah, totally. weigh into it.
1: Right, we're like, I don't have the best relationship with my brother or my sister, and what if that's what my children end up with, right? It's It's... With all things parenting, a lot of our own stuff, I think.
0: And it's amazing, right? We definitely see here, right, in the work that we do, how much the family relationship works and the amount of sort of like family governance work that we're doing with families to help them sort of on the financial and sort of operating side of things. You you can get a sense of sort of how the family has grown up together, and work together over the years.
1: Yeah, and I think siblings are evolving, right? Like, relationships with your siblings are always evolving. And so as a parent, you're sort of – you bear witness to that evolution, and sometimes that's a great thing, and I think sometimes that's a hard thing. Um, And it's about managing our own sort of feelings around someone else's relationship. Yeah. Do you think –
0: You talked a little bit about how when that relationship is going well with our kids, right, we're sort of feeling good and we got it and we're successful. And when it's not, it's sort of like, what did I do? You know, is there stuff that
1: we as parents can do to help our children form close bonds? Totally. I think there's a a bunch of things we can do. I think um, the most important one that I, you know, and especially like in my work with know individuals or couples the thing that we always come back to is sort of like special time and connection time and I think when we have that connection with you know individually each of our kids it allows them to then sort of feel confident in their place and like what who they are in the family right and then that I think allows them to sort of be a better sort of teammate if you will um in the family so so why
0: does it matter when kids feel like they're sort of part of a part of the family like that one-on-one time like why does that make a difference in their relationship with each other
1: i think when they feel that their own uniqueness is being valued it makes it easier right like you're not being compared you're your own person you feel like you're getting enough of your mom's time enough of your dad's time right like sibling rivalry when you look at like all the books that are written about it like the biggest part of it right is that Kids are really—it's like an evolutionary thing to sort of want your parents' attention. Like it makes sense why it exists. Darn right? evolution, I know, right? <laughs> um, but it makes sense, right? And so I think if kids can really feel that, you know, look, there's there's always going to be that competition. That that's net, we're not going to ever sort of erase that, right? So that's there. And I think if we can allow our kids to feel the uniqueness of themselves in the family then it allows them to sort of see their siblings a little bit in, in, a, in a better light.
0: Maybe as more of a sort of like, co- like a, a teammate as sure. opposed to the comp- competition. Right.
1: I mean, right. Okay. The competition's always going to be there a little bit, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense. And speaking of
0: competition, right, like, are there things that we can do to help our children learn
1: to manage their conflict? Yes. I mean, I think – can you give me, like, a specific example of, like, a conflict situation where you're like, okay, now what do I...
0: I'm just thinking in general, like, kids fight, totally, right? And yes. they argue about things, yes. and, you know, they both want the purple cup, right? Right. right? Or they both want to do what they want to do. Right. They're, you know, they just can't do... Like, kids fight, and, yeah. you know, in a sense, like, there's this idea, like, you need to let them work it out, Right? Right? Like, I feel like that's what you always hear. Like, you need to let them fight it out. But sometimes, like, but do we have to help them figure out how to fight it out? Or do you literally just, like, close the door and be like, figure it out?
1: I think there's, like, a balance, right? There's a balance between if we're fighting, what we really don't want to do is be sort of the referee of the fighting, right? We really want to be observers. Um, I forget who... But the the idea of being like sort of like the the sportscaster, right? Instead of like the referee and being sort of like, wow, like I'm you know I'm hearing a lot of screaming and it seems like two kids really want this cup. I wonder who's gonna get it, you know? (laughs) Sort of like that vibe of really not um, really not picking sides, right? And being like, oh, you know, the older, you know, you're older, you should give the cup, right? Like you really just don't want to pick sides, Um, and so I think if you can. Like, allow your children the space to really work things out on their own, right? Like, if you're hearing a little squabble from the other room, give it a minute. You know what I mean? You don't have to rush in, right? Obviously, like, if it starts to get heated and people are starting to scream and cry, you're not going to be like, well, they'll figure it out. But I think then at that point you go in, you know, and say, you know, I, I'm hearing two people that are really frustrated. What's what's going on? And not taking the side and sort of just allowing them each have their moment to express what they're feeling. And then you could say something like, you know, that sounds really frustrating. Um, you know, I trust that you guys can figure this out. So, you know, I'll come back, you know? And then if if they can figure it out, great. If not, then you need to come back in and sort of give them words to put your to get there. And you're talking about
0: like not taking sides, right? Not taking sides, yeah. There must be like what are the tricks to help you not take sides, right? Like, you watch one of your kids, not that my kids would ever do this, right? (laughs) Right. No, not your your kids. (laughs) Like, pull back and smack the other one, right, right, upside the head, right? Right. How do you not turn around and say, like, what is going, like, you can't do that.
1: I do think when kids are getting, like, physically hurt, it's different, okay. right? Like, if kids are sort of like, no, it's my turn, you know, like, if there's yes. something going on there, y- you can l- sort of leave that, right? If someone's getting, like, you know, hair's getting pulled, yes. or people are getting hit, th- then that is a time, in my opinion, to, like, come on in and say, like, you know, I, I hear that you're both really frustrated, and I- we, you know, in our family, we don't hit, and so we need to take a break from each other, right? Yes. Like, to me, that's, like, a perfectly acceptable Example. answer, yeah, uh, for hurting each other but even in that moment I wouldn't pick a side right because the person who's being aggressive in that moment like they have a reason for their aggression right like maybe the younger sibling wasn't giving them a turn or they were you know I think we expect that siblings can sort of manage their own emotions around being a sibling and the truth is it can be really annoying to have someone in your space taking your stuff all the
0: time all
1: the time right and so allowing that moment, right, for that kid to be able to say, I'm really annoyed, and this is hard, and for that to be allowed, right? So we always tend to the person who's getting hurt, right? And so that would look something like, you know, if the older sibling sort of, like, knocks the little kid, you would go over to the little kid and be like, you know, are you okay? What happened? You know, and then he would say, or she would say, you know, so-and-so smacked me, right? And then you'd say, ouch, like, that would – that really – that hurts, right? We don't want to let anyone hurt us. And so we can turn around and say to that person, stop, I don't like what you're doing, right? Giving our younger sibling sort of the words of the like, words what the to tools. do next time, right? And then, um, you know, later, maybe in the day, talking to the older sibling of sort of being like, hey, you know, you were really, you were really frustrated with your brother or sister earlier and you sort of whacked him I'm like what, what was going on for you in that moment and getting curious right like I think that curiosity is always I don't know it's like one of the best parenting tips hacks whatever you want to call it like just really trying to figure out where your kids are coming from um, you know I feel like Dr. Becky's famous for like yes. the really believing that all kids are good inside and like if you can believe that and really you know try to figure out when your kids are not you know, quote unquote, behaving well, right? Or having these moments of not knowing how to handle their feelings. Like, what's going on for them? Um, And trying to figure that out.
0: Are you this cool, calm, and collected when your children are?
1: Not all of (laughs) them. No, no. I feel a little better now. No, no one can be, right? Because, like, you know, you and I have spoken about, like, it's just, it's so hard sometimes to regulate our own emotions and our own stuff. And, like, the goal is never to be, like, a perfect parent. That wouldn't really even serve our kids, right? Like, to have, to be in a home when where there's, like, a mom who's, like, always validating. Always, Mary Poppins. Yeah, like, that would be sort of, like, that wouldn't be helpful to our kid. But I think now there's something that exists that didn't really, in, in, you know, at least when I was growing up, it's, like, parents now can apologize, right, and, yes. like, repair. And that's something that I think didn't really sort of... I don't think a lot of parents, right. know,
0: we, we most of us that. did not see that modeled <laughs> growing right. up.
1: Right. So, right. but now we know that we can do that. And yes. like we have tools and, you know, sort of scripts for how, what does that look like? And so I think that we can have those moments where we're not always regulated not always our best selves, but also come back and say to our kids, like, that had nothing to do with you. That was all me. And I'm so sorry. And I love you. And you're good no matter what. And I love you no matter what.
0: So it's the I love you. <laughs>
1: it's the I love you, right? It's the repairing. Yes. You know, it's like, think of it like, you know, any relationship. If someone sort of does something that's hurtful, like you want them to repair afterwards, right? Otherwise, we're sort of stuck with feeling like, well, what did I do? Right. And that wasn't
0: really resolved. Yeah. And how does this, what does this mean for, you know, next time? And
1: Right, and there's a little bit of fear that comes up. of Like, I didn't like that. That didn't feel good, right? Because okay. so you want someone to sort of say, I'm really sorry and... I love you no matter what you say or do.
0: All the time, no matter what. All the time, no matter what. Yeah. Um, Now, when I think about siblings, right, there's all these studies that say that essentially, you know, kids spend more of their out-of-school time with their siblings than with any other person, right? Parents, friends, you know, it's with their siblings. And summer is here. Right. Which right. means a change to sort of how they're spending time together and where they're spending time together. So here's like a few different scenarios. Can you help us yes, sort of through do this? It. So, you know, let's say your kids are spending more t- time together than usual. Right. During the school year, it's sort of like they get home from school right. and they've got their you know little bit of time. What are some techniques that we might want to employ this summer to help kids who are spending more time together navigate that?
1: I think you could do a couple of things, right? I think one would definitely be, again, like going back to like that connection time, is making sure that like in your family, in whatever way you can, um, making time for like, you know, maybe you take one kid, your spouse takes another kid, and there's sort of like time where that kid is sort of un- unbothered okay. by this yes right? And again, like, it, this doesn't have to be every single day for, you know, three hours. Like, I'm talking about, like, let's go get ice cream, just you and I, or let's go, you know, water the plants, just you and I. Something It can be really small, but having that time where your kid is sort of not a part uh, of... Feels
0: seen, feels heard.
1: Right, and not part of the bigger thing, right? The bigger yes. family unit has some time. Um, I think also, like maybe instilling some quiet time at home, right? So, like, maybe from 1 to 2, it's sort of, like, quiet time, and each kid goes to their own sort of, like, quiet space where they can do what they want, but they have to sort of do it separately. I think that's always really helpful. It recharges. I always find that, like, on a weekend when we're all together, something yes. like that sort of shifts the dynamic in our home. Um and um and and then also like team building things where your kids can do things together i always feel like my kids really thrive when we like go to um like one memory that i have that's like you know the, science, the Liberty Science Center, yes. you know, like, there's, like, that block building room. I feel like my kids will go in there and, like, immediately be like, oh, yeah, like, let's build this. And, like, they sort right. of, like, working they're, together. they're immediately working together, right? Even if, like, two minutes before it was like, I don't want, you know, like, whatever <laughs> squabble was going on, they get to that, and it's like the team building starts, right? And so I think finding opportunities where you can have your kids be on the same team is really helpful.
0: There are parents I've seen very successfully turn it from, like, the kids fighting with each other to fighting with the parent. Totally. Right? It's like they the kids become a team against the parent.
1: Totally. and I don't I think know. We, <laughs> and I think you can do that at home too, right? Like, I think it can be, like, instead of, you know, who can get to dinner the fastest or who can put their shoes on the fastest, sort of like, you know, in those situations you're sort of turning your kids – you know, they're, against each yeah, other, yeah, right? kind competing. of. I mean, they're competing a little bit, right? And so usually the younger one is not going to win because they're <laughs> younger. Um, and so t- you know, shifting that a little bit and turning it into like, you know, who can you know, can the kids do it or can the grown-ups do it, right? Like, right. we have to get our bags and our shoes and the, we're going to do the water run. Like, these are the things you need to do. Like, ready, go, you know, and, and having the... Right, all for one. Totally, and having the siblings sort of be on the same team against the parents. Yes. I mean, what's more fun than that? <laughs> if you can get them there. If you can, <laughs> yeah. if you can make it yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. If
0: you can make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we do have, right, there sort of the, the dynamic where they're spending more time together. Yeah. But there's also, you know, part of the summer can be you know, spending a lot less time together. I think about kids that are going away to, to boarding school, or not boarding school, summer camp, yeah. right? Or going to, on a, you know, a teen program for the summer. And so they're going to be spending a lot less time with their siblings than normal. And so I'm almost wondering, not how do you help them handle that time apart, but how do you then help them when they're coming back together, Right. right? And they've been really their own entity for this period of time. How, is there anything that you as a parent, that we as parents can do to help our kids prepare for sort of the reuniting?
1: Sure. I mean, I think, you know, there's this whole idea of like, that uh, people are calling it like emotional vaccination, right? It's like this, this idea that like before something happens, that we can talk about the feelings that might come up, okay, right, as it's happening. So I think, something like, I guess, um, you know, my older daughter's at, at sleepaway camp now. So I'm sure we will have some of these conversations like leading up to her, our, our reuniting. Um, but saying something to, to my middle daughter about being like, you know, you know, your, your big sister's coming back. Like, I wonder what that's going to feel like, you know? And like, I, oh my gosh, we must be like so excited to see her and play with her. But I wonder if it's also going to feel a little bit funny because you You've sort of been the, the big, the big sister, sister for a while, right? And so giving your kids an opportunity to really know that whatever feelings they're feeling about being reunited is they're okay, right? And that they're very normal part of being a sibling. I think sometimes, especially, you know, with siblings when I think about again like when when we were growing up like if I said something like I hate my brother or something right like the immediate response to that was like don't say that like that's not nice like you
0: don't hate your brother you don't
1: hate your brother like why would you say something like that right and so those feelings immediately there's like some shame right you're like oh how could I feel that how could I think that how could I say that right and you feel bad about yourself and then in turn you're sort of like Oh, I hate him more, right? Like, <laughs> right like,
0: now, I feel bad about myself, but right, that's on him, <laughs> right?
1: And so, but to give kids this feeling that like it's it's okay to feel that, like those are really normal parts of right of being a sibling, and reframing those things, right? So, like if if your you know child says I hate my brother, you know, say you sort of again be the detective and like what is going on for your kid right like something must have happened you know whether it's they're not getting they're feeling like they're not getting enough attention or the siblings getting too much attention or and sort of you know talking to them about like you know it, it sounds like you're feeling kind of frustrated about your brother like what's what's going on there and giving your child space to really be able to say what they want about their sibling without you being like sort of
0: judgy about it yeah okay Is it ever too late, right? Like, is it ever too late to help your kids have a strong relationship? And, like, let's – I'll take it back. Let's not say – I'm not talking about, like, you know, they're in their 40s, right? You're trying to help them repair it, right? But let's say you've got, you know, tweens in the household, right, like teenagers. So they're not, like, the little, little kids. How do you – is it – and they don't have the best relationship. Are there – is it too late?
1: I don't think so. Is it ever – I don't know. Like, I feel like it's never too late any of us to shift and heal and and sort of like re-pave what we want out of relationships. And so, so what would you tell so.
0: parents to do, right, if they're sort of, if they're thinking that their parent that their kids maybe don't have one? Like I, you know, one of the, the things I was thinking about is like, what if you think that kids actually have an unhealthy relationship? Right. Right? Is Does I, that exist? And how do you help them? I, I, yes.
1: But I think at that point, like you're looking sort of for, you know, Someone to really, you know, I know Ackerman Institute has, like, wonderful family therapists. Right. Um, I think Child Mind does, too. Like, there are places that sort of are able to help when you're talking about something that's maybe really gotten to the point of dysfunction, right? right. Where there's other things maybe... In play, right? I guess it's also like on.
0: dysfunction versus just not close, right? So like the dysfunction might be, you know, you really do need to bring in an expert. Right. If right? it's just not
1: close, I think sometimes, again, like that's our own stuff, right? Like you have, you know, multiple kids sort of hoping that they're going to be friends and that they're going to have this bond, and yet you really can't force it. I think you can do sort of a couple things that, can help it, Um, but at the end of the day, they're, like, their own people, right, and so we have to just sort of hope that they'll find their way to, you know, being friendly friends, hopefully best friends, but again, that goes back to, like, our own need for that versus just sort of... um, what their relationship is meant to be. We can only do so much. And what
0: works for them. What
1: works for them, right? Like, personalities can be really different within a family, and I think we have to respect that and sort of say, like, you know, you don't have to be best friends, but in our family we have to be respectful and kind to one another, right? Like, those are sort of non-negotiables, but, like, we can't make them be. Right, right. The closest, and,
0: right? <laughs> just like we can't force people to be friends. Right, right. right. And I think
1: we can set it up where, peop, where siblings can be sort of, you know, best case scenario. But, um, and that's on us, right? Again, to do right. like the making sure that we're spending quality time with each of our own kids, seeing our kids as individuals, helping them be, work sort of like as if they're on a team and having all that cohesiveness helps. You know, family vacations are helpful, Do you think on,
0: is it up to us also to sort of empower the kids to make their own decisions through these? Like when you say family vacation, right? I sometimes think it's so often like the parents saying, here's what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. And here's the itinerary. Do you ever, I I had a travel agent once, right? Who was like, let the kids take control of some of that. And do you think that's the type of thing that would be helpful?
1: I feel like that's always great, right? To give your kids... Sort of big decision-making power. I like. I'm trying to think in like what situation would I be like. You yes. guys decide where we're going. But I definitely think like even you know, anytime your kids can sort of be leaders in the family, it's always a great opportunity. Um, I don't know like how important it is in terms of like sibling dynamics for them to. But yeah, like maybe giving them charge of like, hey, we have one free day you you know you guys decide what what we can do and sort of have bringing them on like a team like that to right, sort of come up figure, with something yeah figure it out yeah why not I just think where are you going on your <laughs> next nice vacation I know we might <laughs> your kids are gonna be deciding <laughs> we'll be like
0: okay when we're in Morocco <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly what are we gonna do for the day
1: right no but totally I mean I can totally see a situation where you you know you say we're going to Morocco here are some books on Morocco the two of you look through it and let us know you know come up with three good ideas and we'll you know we'll do those Right, and I mean, letting it's them always great to do that for kids
0: do it together yeah I just think it's so interesting right because I, I do see it in my practice here right working yeah. with dynamic families the number of times that the sibling relationships whether it's in like later taking care of the parents sure. right or sort of stewarding the wealth for future generations the relationship between those siblings is huge and so thinking through sort of how we can help them when they're little right. Right. To get to that place. And, you know, what I'm hearing is it's, you know, looking at them as individuals, right, helping them sort of make decisions and resolve the conflict. Right. Right. Becomes a key part.
1: Yeah. And I I really do think it's like the number one thing that I talk about, you know, with clients is how do we connect with our kids, one-on-one? How do we make them feel valued? How do we make them feel like they're just really, you know, seen and heard and understood in their family? It makes such a difference for them, right? I feel like, you know, when people come to me and say, like, oh, I'm I'm struggling with, like, you know, this kid or this whatever kid, um, when we talk about spending more time together, most of the time people come back and be like, oh, yeah, like, that time that we spent together, I have noticed a difference in my kid's, sort of, you know, ability to handle a little bit more frustration or handle a little bit more disappointment because they feel, right? It's like this idea of the emotional backpack yes. um, of being able to sort of like let go of some of the things that are going on because you feel connected.
0: Oh no. So it is what I what we've talked about before. It's all about us, the parents. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. not the-
1: yeah it really is it's a lot of our own stuff which is like not always the easiest to
0: I was to really deal hoping with. for just a checklist right I know. like tell your kid to do a b and c I they'll know. be best friends right it's all it's all set in stone now right
1: yeah it's totally like about a lot about it is the vibe that we're setting in right. our own homes right like I think sometimes um being silly and being playful is like a huge sort of parenting hack if you will yes um, and sometimes it's so hard because like we're not feeling playful we're not feeling silly we've had a long day we're tired right. we've you know had commitments all day and then the idea of getting home and like doing like a dance party with our kids sometimes we're like oh really is that that's like the last right. thing I necessary do. but it yeah. really makes a difference like I mean it really does. I feel like I have those moments too, where I will be, you know, at six o'clock, and I'm like, oh my gosh, just get me to bedtime, right? right? But Everybody then, does their own bedtime tonight, yeah, right. <laughs> Especially the three year old. Yeah, that goes over <laughs> You're well. <on> your own. <laughs> uh, no, but if I can, if I can somehow muster the energy to be like, everyone pick their favorite song, like let's dance, yes. like immediately. I would say nine times out of ten, my kids will, like, turn towards each other in those moments and be like, oh, like, let her play her song first. That's okay. I like that song, too. And they'll start dancing together. And, right, so, again, it's like we are, you know, think of corporations, businesses, like, you know, it's from the top down.
0: Right, helping that work together.
1: Yeah, and who's setting the vibe and who's setting, like, the The intentionality of what your home is, is.
0: I love it. Okay, so we're having a dance party in the Gray's house tonight. Yes, I love it. We're, we're making it What's happen. What's
1: your favorite song? Yeah,
0: we're a <laughs> we big T- Taylor Swift family. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's she's high on the list these days. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Mariana, thank you so much for joining me today. If if any of our listeners are looking for guidance around family governance or relationships, please reach out to me at emily.grace at bernstein.com and I'll connect you to Mariana or the other right person. Yes, Fantastic. thanks so
1: much for having me. This was so much fun. Thanks
0: for being here. Bye bye.